Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the No Pro Podcast, where we live by a very simple motto around here. That's uh, try something, suck at it, own it, and enjoy it. Today is a huge day because not only are we talking all things sports-centric this week, it's also our 20th episode. So to get going, I am the host, uh, Mike Dobson, and co-hosting duties, as always, go to Chase Nenavetti. How's it going? Wonderful. Did you were you aware that today is the twentieth episode? I was not aware. Well, you, defense, you know what I I smoke I smoke a lot of marijuana. <laughs> well, it, this is, I know it's going to be self indulgent, but I'm just going to give us a little clap. Nice. <laughs> good for you for letting that many people in your house. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I told everyone it was a big day, right? So they all came over to celebrate, and by everyone, I mean. No one, except for my son, Max, who's upstairs playing on his iPad. And uh, should I have to leave? Uh, well, and I go, we'll take care of him. And we could do one of two things. We could just leave Chase to talk in my absence, or we could just come back. And if then it'll just be leave, a weird law. If you have to leave, I will entertain them with interpretive dance. <laughs> That's great for a audio podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'll love it. They're really going to be able to interpret it however they like. <laughs> well, you know what? Everything is open to interpretation these days. So actually, that would be quite fair to do. Yeah. Yeah. And like facts are relative. So like, <laughs> who are they to say that I'm not doing what I say I'm interpreting of doing? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, before we get into everything, uh, we'd like to kick off, as we always do, if, especially if you are new to the show, uh, with a little segment we enjoy calling What's Fucked. What the fuck? What the So Chase, I ask you for this week, what is fucked? So apparently there was a British airway pilot who did a line of blow off a woman's chest and then screamed something like, I'm ready to fly and he's in trouble. And his quote apparently was, I've been a naughty boy. (laughs) Which is really the only way you can really... I mean, yeah. It's almost like... Doubling down on that rehab stint. (laughs) Like, how do you not, like, especially when you're caught doing that, like, what other real explanation could you give other than, like, yeah, I, uh, I effed that up real bad. Um, that was me. So, yeah, I did that. It yeah, was awesome. That was, I'm going to try it again someday. <laughs> like, not only, like, is the fact that he's just snorting blow off a woman's, was it bare breasts, you said? Um, uh, no, they, I believe that. She was still wearing a bra. I think it was like while on the plane. Oh, okay. I guess that makes it less no abusive. Makes it, worse. Of his it makes it so much worse. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just I. What do you think happens in someone's brain that goes? You know what? I think this is a good idea to do, especially not only that, like in public view. Actually, and everything. The question. The question <laughs> is. How many people are smuggling cocaine on airplanes and nobody's finding out about this? You know what? That's actually probably the more interesting. But here's the thing, though: if it if it's the pilots, they have a little less like clearance space, so that or I should say, they've probably got more leeway to get shit on board more so than a passenger. Oh, totally agree and totally fair. But they're still supposed to be checked. Well, nonetheless, I agree. But I feel like the checking for them is probably a little more lenient. Therefore. They figure, well, they can get on board that quickly. But again, 
that I, I do agree with that point is regardless, he shouldn't have been able to get on there with it. Nope. So I feel like nope. you can center him out and give him shit, but then the you know, the back end of that is that well, how did roll. he get that, that shit? shit yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he'll just probably laugh it off and get a slap on the wrist, whereas the airport now is bringing it to everybody's attention was sure you had a bad pilot, but how do you get it in? So now you're fucked. Yeah. And now everybody knows that you can smuggle co- cocaine on airplanes. Uh, apparently through British Airways, anyway. I'm just saying, if Mike and I start smuggling cocaine on airways, <laughs> we're not going to say anything about it, but there will be signs. <laughs> yes. And I mean, we'll obviously have to discuss on the show. <laughs> so yeah. but, so uh, we started smuggling cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we could say it's definitely something I haven't tried before. So. International smuggling is brand new to me entirely. <laughs> So, I mean, we can discuss that. <laughs> I feel like uh, we're probably going to lean towards no, but uh, you never really know. <laughs> you can't, never say never, I suppose. Yes, I agree. <laughs> but uh, we're going to lean towards no. <laughs> but uh, that's uh, that's a good that's a good kickoff story. That's uh, that's a good one. Thank you. What's up with you? <laughs> um, mine is in the same kind of vein of you know British, but. Nothing to do with that. Um, so I just happened to catch a story. Now, generally, again, as I've said in the past, where like generally the royals and stuff, I don't try to get into that shit. Um, but I, I just caught the end of a story here. And it actually kind of twofold pissed me off in certain aspects of it. Um, did you know that, uh, what's his name? Prince Harry and uh, Meghan Markle. Yeah. Apparently they had, they had signed a massive, really ridiculous contract with Spotify to have their own podcast. Sure. So it was apparently in the neighborhood of 18 million euros. Okay. For Spotify, um, it's actually pretty cheap. Uh, you'd think. Um, apparently, uh, they somehow dropped Harry and Meghan. Okay. Um, and I guess they were able to... Somebody, a Spotify representative, actually apparently finally came forward to explain why they were dropped. Okay. Uh, it turns out that uh, they just weren't creating content the way that they were originally planning on doing. Um, and I was like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, I don't really know. Cause I'm assuming when they were signed to this deal was when it was coming off that super hot. Like everybody was like, Oh, Harry and Megan, blah, blah, blah. Let's hear their side of the story. I assuming that's what they thought the podcast was going to be. Okay. Uh, so in two and a half years, yeah. Um, they promised like all sorts of content and stuff like that. They only got 12 episodes done. Okay. In two and a half years, which to me kind of, I can totally see Spotify's end of it, of ending that deal, because I think they were looking for like on the regular, like they didn't say what it was that they were per se asking for, but I think they were asking for more than, you know, a podcast well, every three know, months. Dude, like We'd have to look at their contract for that because it could be that they said we'll deliver 12 episodes. Well, I don't think that was the case, considering it didn't seem like Spotify really had any issue dropping them real quick. Uh, well, well, I, I should them. say two they're, and a half years. Would, yeah, but I think I wouldn't keep them right now. They're not. They've gone from hot to to. No one uh, gives a shit. Not not, but like over overdone. You know yes. What I mean? Like yes. so, they've he's got that new documentary out on Netflix called Invictus. She's not in it very much. It's yep. a really good documentary um, because it does about his charity work. Their lives, like what she, I think, wants to do. I think the conflict we're seeing with them, and this is just me going off on a rant, 
But I think the conflict we're seeing with them is that she wants to turn their lives into a reality show and he wants to use his fame to do what he was doing before, but just on his terms. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. I feel like ever since like she hasn't been able to go back to acting or do really like the kind of stuff she used to do. Yeah. Uh, I feel like she's trying to, I wouldn't say like she's, you know, outright trying to be, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, like one of those addicts that needs to be on like every possible like reality show, like just needs the attention. That's what I was looking for. Needing the attention. Yeah. She definitely, I think needs attention. Like needs, well, I think you don't become an actor if you don't want attention. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you want people to look at you, do whatever it is you do. So she, yeah, she's definitely addicted to attention in some way, shape, or form. I, I just think that they have like different moral plans right now. Like she's like, I, we need to make money. Like I've been promised the princess lifestyle, and by God, I'm gonna have it. And he's like, yeah, my mother was like one of the greatest humanitarians who's ever lived, and I kind of want to keep that legacy going. Maybe you know for our kids. And, you know, I've got some money, so we're not that hard up. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't have the, the Royals access to money anymore since yeah. you kind of got stepped out. But again, I'm sure they're not hurting for money, especially like when so I, like I wish no, someone offered us like $18 for our podcast, let alone 18 million euros. <laughs> like, he, has a, he has a trust through his mother. Yeah, um, oh yeah. Both boys do. But Harry's is bigger than William's because William was going to be king. So Harry's trust is like, I don't know. I thought it was like, it's either 25 million or 45 million. Anyway, look at it. It's, it's more a lot than of I'll ever see in my it's life. It's a lot of fucking money. It's a, yes. There's no reason as a family of four, we shouldn't be able to live extremely comfortably on this for the rest of our lives with minimal risk of fucking that up. Especially because, like, when she came from acting, I imagine she had a little bit of money. And yeah. it's, like you said, like, with all the interviews and documentaries and shit they're doing, I'm pretty sure they're getting paid probably a pretty penny. Oh, and then he, sure. he like, like, he also released a book, too, didn't he? A book. There's the Netflix deals. There's, you know, his show that he did with Oprah. There's yeah, like, I'm sure they're doing fine. Yeah, like, financially, I doubt they're hurting. I just, like, you know, I think... She's seeing an opportunity there. Maybe it's not just financial, but like she's seeing an opportunity there for her family to be like the front of the world. Yeah. And he's not interested would be my, my summation of that. Like, that's just what it looks like. Yeah. It's, it's hard to say. I mean, obviously we don't know them on any sort of personal level and well, yeah, I don't, of course. I can't I say think, that I, I care honest, that I don't. <laughs> I think he misses his family. I don't doubt that, but I also, I don't want to say like, she's the like a the negative villain? influence no, or anything like i not like not at all like no. i mean to be fair the way they explained things before like how she was treated by the royals and stuff like that was very much that old school like well, you know and, she's and, a person of color so and they're very very caucasian at, so at 11 years old his mother was chased down and killed by the paparazzi for lack of a better way of putting it and no that was pretty clear and <laughs> Now his wife, and then soon his pregnant wife, and then later now his wife and possibly his children are also being, like, in the UK, just, like, remorselessly hounded. So it's one of those things where I totally get why he left, but I think that he he misses his family. Like, he misses being able to go back, even if it was just, you know, like, she's going to stay in America, he's going to go back for two weeks to visit his brother. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or yep. to do an event or something. I, cause right now he can't really, like he can, but it's such a big fuss made about it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. There's times where I think, yeah, like famous people, fuck them. They've got everything. Right. And then there's yeah. other times where you think famous people, Jesus, like they can't go to the store. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I I, agree. I think we we even touched about this before. Remember when uh, I think it was uh, there was a story about uh, the British like paparazzi, how they were like making out what was like a civil war between everybody when there was a there was peace talks between them and the family, where it made it sound like you know much much more of an issue than it actually is. And oh, again, yeah, like I, when they tried to make it like they were turning like actually turning on each other, like they're not like father and son and brothers you know what i mean like yeah like they weren't like charles was like oh you went against the family i'm never talking to you again child that i've raised as my child for the last 27 years yeah you know what i mean that like i love with all my heart no there's no chance in hell they definitely were talking they definitely were trying to work something out and i think they all just came to the understanding that for now this was the best way about going going about this and Harry understood that he would take a lot of shit for that because it would look like they offered him a, a lifeline and he didn't take it. Oh, yeah. It's always going to be in how any media spins anything. And, I, and like for them, is I, I think it's exactly like a super lost cause most of the time to try to find the truth in between because any tiny bit of information that anyone has, they'll just run their own story of whatever version they think fucking happened. And everybody will just lap it up like it's like oh this is the amazing news obviously this is nothing but truth and then it just becomes even more fiction after that by anyone else taking on the story like like you said like certain celebrities like you don't care like all right you know screw you guys enjoy your fame but then other people are like legitimately like i i do this as my job uh my personal life is my personal life like piss off uh-huh. and that i actually respect that more than yeah. anyone who actually goes out into the limelight and constantly wants that attention. Shoves their family under the spotlight. Like, hey, look, look, look here, look here, look everything we do. Look, look. Yeah, I, I agree. And like, there's some, like, take for example, like, uh, like, like a Ryan Gosling and stuff like that. Like he's, you don't hear much about his private life because that's how he wants it. Um, yeah, he's a super public person with a very private part of his life. Yeah, and but that's by design. Like you don't 100%. see him like running in front of a camera, being like, "Oh yeah, by the way, here I am. This is what I'm doing." Like he's even said, like when I'm at home, like I'm at home with my kids. Like if I'm going to be walking around, like I'll walk around, but I'm not going to be like, "Oh by the way, here I am. This is where I'm going. Everyone follow me." Yeah. Just he's just doing his thing, and I'm sure there's a bunch like that. But I mean, oh yeah, yeah, I have. I've got more respect for people like that. And like I said, I don't know the story between these two, but I just think it's fucked that. They were given 18 million euro and even like in their heads, like you couldn't even do a million dollars for an episode of a podcast. <laughs> like yeah. we're at 20 and we haven't been doing it two and a half years. So, Although let's take a moment here since we're just wrapping up on the Royals. Let's take a moment here of silence for the most impressive rise of a side piece in the history of history. <laughs> From, like, non-acknowledged <laughs> mistress to queen in one <laughs> lifetime. And it's, like, in, like, fuck, ten years. It's unprecedented. <laughs> it's pretty good. And, like, especially when you're going from the fact it's, like, 
again, like no one really made any thought of it. Yeah. But, but like she's a queen. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, is it I don't understand how it works. She's like anymore. the queen consort. Like she's not the queen. If he died, she doesn't take power. It goes to William. So I thought, yeah, I thought it went to William first. She would but she would be guaranteed because of her title now, she would be guaranteed like apartments and money and you know like she'd basically be like a member of the staff until she died so it's what the duchess isn't it yeah i forget what her actual title is i don't know i just know the royals that that whole thing is fucking confusing as shit because i remember like when they were saying before if i guess what was it like there was someone like it wasn't even like a direct like it wasn't even his son next. Like for some reason, like if like Charles dies, it technically goes to like William, like William's like third son first no. over him or something no. like that. I was like, I don't understand how the no, fuck this no, works. No, no. <laughs> if Charles dies, it goes to William. If William dies, it goes to whatever William's first oldest son's name is. And if if that kid died before, like hopefully none of this happens, obviously because it's awful to think about, but. If that kid passed away before he had any kids, then it would pass to his younger brother. And so on. So every time William has a boy, Harry goes back a step. Yeah, it must have been something like that where, yeah, it was someone who always gets backed Harry up gets and it's like, I don't know. Back a step. And then because Harry gets bumped back a step, Andrew gets bumped back like an even further step, which is good because it's pretty that guy's a piece that of, guy's yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's literally a human piece of garbage. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Actually, British royal history, man. If you go back far enough, like it is fucking crazy. The uh, Richard the Lionheart, Robin Hood, you know, like we're all like, yeah, he comes in at the end and like marries them, and it's fucking great. Yeah, yeah no, that guy like didn't speak English. Uh, was in the country for maybe like I don't know two years out of the entire time he was alive, and was not a good person. Like he was like a good person in the eyes of the church. But that kind of tells you a lot about itself. Like, I was going to be like, that's <laughs> not an indicator of good people. No, no, that's, 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 <laughs> well, I figure that's, uh, I guess that's the most appropriate way to end uh, another episode of What's Fuck. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck is that? But now getting on to the fun stuff of Whoa. the real reason that uh, we're here and obviously not celebrating anything the church has ever done. Um, <laughs> it is now fall and it's probably the greatest time of the year. Fuck yeah. And not, not just because next weekend is my birthday, which what happens to fall, cap, you know, falls in with the fall season, which makes it great. But we have the return of so many wonderful and amazing sports that I'd just like to give a, a quick second to just let that sink in. NHL is back. Baseball's going into playoff season. NFL just starts rolling on and like, and Kids are back like, to school. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, oh, it's the best time of year. Like, kids, like, they start all their sports. So, you know, the actual rec league for any adult stuff. Like, this this is it. Like, it is, it is sports 
time. Like as a sports fan, as any anyone listening to this podcast already knows with us is we love sports. We may not be good at them, but we love sports. Sports, 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 sports. <laughs> and like even it stands right now, uh, as we record, I'm also watching the least preseason game against the Canadians. Two one Leafs. Fucking right. This is what I like to see. This is what we prime for. Like this is the best fucking time of the year. Shit, I was watching the football game. All right, I'm going. Well, on. the football doesn't that start at eight thirty? Well, it's just starting now. There's oh, the like, countdown, the right? Ooh, right. Speaking of, okay, so this is a kind of a fun intro into the sports. Um, I heard today that Green Day is doing this the Grey Cup halftime show. So I heard this too. So there's two things this year that I will give the CFL super props for. Not only did they score an actual big act, like not to say like, you know, the local acts they normally book aren't great, but they scored a huge, yeah, I know, I'm just trying to be nice. (laughs) But they scored a huge American band for the halftime show, which is amazing. But did you hear that the, the setup for the Grey Cup performances for the week, they also got Carrie Underwood coming. Yeah, she's doing the uh, intro, I think, or whatever. Yeah, like, like when did the... But that kind like, of makes sense to me, because um, she's married to Mike Fisher, who's from mm-hmm. Canada. I believe he's from Ottawa. I know he played for Ottawa. Oh, he played for Ottawa. I don't know that he's from Ottawa. But he's from... Uh, that, like, that, that I'm not sure. Or something. Like, I, yeah, I think, I think he's... he's, he's yeah. So, but, uh, they have... I know they still come back here. Like, yeah. I, I remember seeing a thing at, like, Cribs or something, and they're like, yeah, we have a house there, and we have a house here. Because they were living in Nashville at the time. Yeah, I think but, they still are. Yeah, because then he got traded to the Predators, right? And that's yes. where he met her. Yeah, yeah, and then that's... He started on Ottawa, and he got traded to the Predators, and that's where he met her. Well, I mean, when you're when you're dating one of the biggest country stars in the world, you know, you run into her in Nashville, like, that's the place you're going to run into her for sure. Um, yeah. That, but I, that... like, but I, well, like I said, like, when you brought that up, uh, it's... For the Grey Cup, like I think, like that that is huge. Like yeah. that, I think that's probably one of the bigger stories for the Grey Cup because let's be honest, between the NFL and CFL, the CFL is always the joke. It's always it's not even just like the sub league. Like they look at it as like the poor man's pretend football is oh, yeah. how it's viewed. To be honest, and, and the problem is, it's like, like it's unfortunately because you always hear about how the CFL players are so poorly paid. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, but that's a re- like that's a reaction to the revenue of the league, and the yes. league just doesn't make that much money. So the TSN yeah. deals, like they they have a TSN or an ESPN sports deal, that was big because that was TV money, yep. um, and I think that helped a bit, and it's definitely helped on the field. Like I've I've noticed that it doesn't look like like the field looks like a really nice field as opposed to like the school turf at a high school. Well, it's the problem is is at the old uh, place Iverwin for Hamilton, that literally was like during the week. That's where most high schools like stuff they were booking and playing there. So it was yeah. it wasn't exactly like the most well kept thing because I mean when you look at like NFL stadiums, obviously like oh that's you know, a different three hundred billion like- dollar buildings, and like ours is like you know barely a high school field that they put in some bleachers. But like uh, what I'm what I'm saying is. I would put Iverwin up against high school stadiums in the States. And it might not. You mean Tim Hortons Field? No, Iverwin. 
Oh, Tim like Horton's the shitty. Is, Tim Hortons Field has money spent on it. Like you can see. Oh it. yeah. Okay. I thought you were like talking about like no, no, no. In a, how amazing it was. Like, I was like, no, in, I disagree with that immediately. Back in the back in the day, like I win. I put that up. Like put that up against high schools in the states. It doesn't compare. Like the high schools are un uncomparable. Yes. Like, the field is so much better. The sponsorships are better. Like Under Armour. Yeah. Whole teams in Under Armour. Like, yep. Yeah. Here and I think that's the other thing with. Uh, the CFL recently is I think that there's like slowly picking up more and more sponsorships as people. I think there's more people coming around to CFL than there ever have been. So I think there's, there's a little more money coming in to do this type of stuff where they can get bigger acts and stuff like that because the audience is there. Uh, I still think there's a long way to go for CFL. I mean, there's still only nine teams. Yeah. So, well, I mean, there's more, I think I could be wrong, but I think, there's more Canadian representation in the NFL, which means some of the star players that maybe would have been in the CFL usually are not yeah. because they're good enough to play up a league yes. and make insane money. And I don't fault them for doing that. Oh, way. not at all. I mean, like you can go from, you know, a guy like here, you can make a hundred grand or yeah. you can make, you know, 17 mil. So yeah. which one are you going to take? Yeah. <laughs> so and live like a God for however many years you can stand to live in that league. Yeah, and again, like, you know, you do one season, that's already, you know, 18 seasons in the CFL, money-wise, but, I mean, Um, you know, but it's good on them, like, that's one thing that I'll say, like, I find the experience at a CFL game mm. is way better than watching it on TV, and I'm just, there's certain sports where, like, you watch on TV, like, they try to hype it up and stuff like that, but I always find, because CFL has a much wider field, like, it's... The, the 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 camera view always seems distant, whereas the NFL like you can like it's actually zoomed in. You're almost kind of more in the action. But I find like again like with most live sports, if you actually attend them, I just find they're way more fun. Well, sports needs like two things: it needs to be close, and it needs you need investment. Yes, in some way, shape, or form. You don't have to have your whole life into it, but like if, if by watching the games for the first two periods, if it's one one going into the third hopefully somebody on the ice has done something that's made you be like, Oh, I think I'll cheer for them. And yes. now it's like, you could, that's where the addiction, like that's literally the moment where the hook kicks in where you're like, Oh, that guy's move was for me. It was, um, it was like officially like losing it for the Leafs was Alexander McGillney. He yes. like, came down, danced two defenders on the right side and then cut to the net and scored. Like he wasn't even trying. And there's yeah. a good chance that he wasn't trying. He was just like, meh, I'll just do it. And then Yeah, the it's just goal. it's just a it's just a Wednesday for him. But then so that that goal put them up, I think, or tied the game, and then they end up winning that game. Well, that's it. Like that's me now, right? Like my yeah. favorite player is on this team with, you know, and this team just won it and like now I'm addicted and they're my team, like they're from Toronto. Perfect. Yep. But I think that that that's another big thing where I find that and it's obviously no one's fault, but I think what one of the great things about having a local team of any sport is you'll always have that local support. I mean, like if you're from Hamilton, like born and bred here, like the tie cats are culture here. Like that's not like, yeah. oh, it's just like a favorite team. Like people yeah. like swear by that shit. Yeah. And like, and they love it. And you know oh. what? As they should. Like, like for example, like for the OHL. To, they used to have the AHL, like the Hamilton Bulldogs, for example. 
used to be the AHL team for the Oilers. Yep. And then they, they got busted down to OHL. But again, for me, is I love no, dude, the Bulldogs, going. The Bulldogs, when they were the feeder team, were for the Habs. Oh, over, no, they were first to the Habs, and they went to Edmonton, didn't they? Didn't they get no, switched? No, they were always the Habs until they split to the Hamilton Bulldogs of like the OHL, and then they weren't a feeder team anymore. Anyway, I, I, yeah, if I fucked that up, I thought for sure that anyway. But anyway, uh, I just I remember there was a number of times where I loved that game was like when oh. you when your dad used to get those like sets and like yeah. rows of tickets for the yeah. Bulldogs and the Marlies games. Yeah. Like, fuck, that games. was, like, the most, like, some of the most, and as you said, like, you just needed those games where something happened. And I remember every time we attended those games, especially when we had a group of, every, like, what was it, like, nine or ten people? Yeah. Every single game went to a shootout. Every yeah. single game. And, like, it started, like, 4-1. And then come the end of the, the like, the third period, it was, like, 6-6. Six, six. Six, it was, like, six, fuck. Two like, fights, and then we went 13 rounds of shootout. Yeah, it was like the greatest, most complete hockey game I have ever witnessed in my life. <laughs> it was like, like you said, like you have that memory from a local team. Like it was yep. just, fu- like it was fucking phenomenal. And I can't, I can't stress enough, like how important it is. Like if you've never been to like any local sport game, whether they have like whether regardless of the level of sport it is, like if it's like a junior team or a feeder team like you know like even a semi-pro or like a semi-amateur team like go for a watch like yeah it, it is hard not to really enjoy stuff like you don't even have to be a huge fan of it like like you said you don't have to watch it on tv and love it but try the experience of going to a game it's just i am just not a, uh, i'm not a huge soccer fan right yeah like, I, don't, I don't i like the game i've been to a few toronto sea games they're a lot of fun um yeah. but uh, Ogre, Jordan, um, yes. had season tickets to Forge FC in Hamilton. Yeah, and he went. He brought me to a game, and or a couple, and they were both awesome. Like they were great games, lots of fun. The drums are out, people are chanting and yelling and stuff, and like beer. Yes, and fucking food and like it's it was great. It was a great way to spend like a Saturday afternoon. So, and that's it's funny you mention that because it's one of the few sports. Um, or one of the few sports teams, I should say, that I haven't gone to see is the Toronto FC. Um, it's only worked out as I, it's not like I've never had the option to go. Yeah. It's just I've always had something that's prevented me from going. Oh, but it's one of the few experiences where I would I want to go simply because one, like soccer crowds are like insane, yeah. and I I want to see what it's like because I remember when they first announced the Toronto FC, like. They immediately, like within like seconds, like sold out season tickets. Like everybody was loving. They didn't even know who was on the team yet. Nope. And it was just one of those things where it's just one of the sports that wasn't regularly available here. And then the minute they brought it in, obviously there was clearly a market for it. Uh, well, but it's one of the few I haven't been to. And actually, that when you mentioned the Forge, it's the same thing. I've been offered to go. I want to go. Yeah. I, I just haven't been able to go. But I'm, I've been to a soccer game before. Um, but I just, I haven't been to the local games, but I, I want to go see those. It was a lot of fun. And like the TFC games, well, okay. The first time I went to go see a CTFC, it was on a bus trip. I don't remember a ton about that game. Well, but, it's a bus trip. Yeah. Um, but I've been back since and it, it's awesome. Like the atmosphere is so like, it's so opposite of what we're used to because as a hockey town, we're very subdued, right? Like we yes. cheer and we get lively and stuff, but. The lower bowl is very corporate. And, oh, extremely. You know, you can't be 
going too nuts next to your boss in the suite. So yep. it is what it is. Um, but then when you go to those, those FC games, it's like you're watching the, the like quieter version of the premiership. Cause there's just less people in the crowd in the stands. Right. Yes. But, and that's because the stadiums are smaller, not because they're not sold out. Um, yes. But like, yeah, it's the exact same atmosphere, like drums. And I've seen like flares, like smoke flares up and like yeah. going in the, the home casuals section. And like, it's, it's awesome. People wearing, um, luchador Mexican wrestling masks, Yeah, <laughs> but like with TFC stuff emblazoned on them and stuff, it's, it's yep. so cool. I just, there's never almost, well, very, I can't say there's never been, but I mean, there's very rarely an experience with a, a live crowd that isn't amazing. Like look, for example, right now, uh, with the blue Jays, like yeah. the last couple games have been insane. Like they got crushed. Or I wouldn't say crushed. They actually finally came back, but I they mean, were they were down. They, yeah, they, they were getting crushed like within the second inning. Like it was like already like eight nothing or something. But even with the loss, knowing that they were going to the playoffs, like the crowd was just insane. Like it was crazy, and there there wasn't a single thing that I heard because I mean, if you look at um, like half our like people we know, like their Instagram feeds or Facebook or whatever. Like almost everyone at some point in time within the last week has been to a Jays game, and they all showing like super fun, amazing experiences. Oh, where I know like like baseball notoriously is similar to golf, where a lot of people for some well, reason they can't watch it on TV; they find Sasha, it boring. Sasha, who was on talking about bites, yeah, and who I'm hoping will come on when we talk about villains. Um, but Sasha and Sumac, uh, Brad Sumac. Yep. Um, we're at the Jays game where Bautista did the bat flip. So it was actually my wife, Misty. She was also at that game. She said it was just a fucking Mental. like insane, like amazing, Brad's unreal like experience. Feel the concrete, like wait, like waving underneath you. Yeah. See, Misty said the same thing. She said like, she actually thought like the entire Sky Dome and I'll, I'll always call it the Sky Dome. I don't give a shit about what it's called. Yeah. Um, was like, shaking yeah like the foundation of that building was shaking yeah when that happened and like that that to me like and that may have nothing to do with the actual game itself like that's an experience you can say like literally the building shook out of excitement like that's insane to me insane. So here's an interesting question though because what that was was like it was skill and it was luck and it was passion and then it was showmanship yep and they got real mad about the showmanship part. Remember that? Like MLB was like furious, and like yeah, Texas was pissed, but I'd be pissed too. Um, but like, but it, it made the game so much more entertaining. It was like it was like taking professional sports and adding just a touch of pro wrestling. Not that it, which you have to be incredibly athletic to do, but we've all admitted it's scripted. So so yeah. Like, so, yeah, I, I think that I, I, for one, was like, no, I think they should be within reason. Like, I don't want to go Terrell Owens pulling out his cell phone and tell somebody he got a touchdown. Stupid. But yeah. I think that, although that was fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue. Like, that was pretty funny. Yeah, it was great. Um, but, like, I, like, yeah, I think that they should be allowed, like, a little moment of celebration like that. And it doesn't have to be like, I like it when they stare them down. And the MLB is like, oh, that's just a stare down. When he throws the bat away like that, it's much more disrespectful. Really? <laughs> from which, like, which manners book are we pulling this gem from? <laughs> so 
I agree with your statement. Um, and the one thing that I feel the MLB kind of got wrong with that scenario to get bent out of shape about was the fact is that was one of the few times, like, I don't give a shit that you're a professional athlete. That was absolute. His reaction was pure fucking emotion. Like, yeah, you, like out of his head, like he knew, like he knew he when he hit, he's like, I just, I probably couldn't feel it because yeah. Like that's like, the thing. Like to, hit it so sweet. You don't feel it. Right. Yeah, he's probably like that's fucking gone. Like, yeah, like, and he and it just of these that's fucking gone. Yeah, and that's the whole thing though. Like in his head, like having that kind of reaction was based on so many factors. Like he knew it. Like that that shot made the difference on the game. Like, and it was that moment. Like you can't tell me like out of pure emotion. Like you wouldn't be the same. Like, would you be able to casually walk off and be like, "Yeah, whatever," just casually, you know, jog the bases? Are you fucking kidding me? You're that amped about an event like that where this game, every bit of it matters. Like, you need the win. You needed this, and absolutely. you got it. There was absolutely. I don't give a shit if the other team got mad. Like, just imagine if that, like, another one of their players did the exact same Dude. fucking thing. Like, how do you get mad about that? He's Dude. like, "Yeah, he just fucking won the game." Like. How could well, you not be? Game. He just, he no, just but I'm just like, as an example, like celebration, right. like. But wait, hold on. Answer me this too. What do you think happened about Batista's jersey sales after he did that? Oh, buddy. They like, I mean, look at it. Like the, it was similar. I mean, I, I don't want to associate it to the same effect of how Taylor Swift showing up at a KC yeah, game, the Kelsey, Kelsey jersey, yeah. 400%. Yeah. Like that's fucking insane. Absolutely. Swift but I mean, Swifties yeah, like Kelsey. Yeah, but whatever the fuck they're called. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know anymore. But uh but yeah, but that's exactly it. Like the not only like did his reaction become like a complete meme and it became like a, a whole like event of its own, but he also brought in you guarantee a new fan base or oh, people that sure. didn't care for it. Like they brought in so much more from showing a legit human reaction to something to get people involved. Like that's why the stadium went nuts because it was a, a real response to something that everybody could feel and was part of that experience. So yeah, his Jersey sales probably went up similar, like another three, 400%. Okay. So now another question, what percentage of that do you think is the MLBs? 298 of the 300. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. As, but again, how, that's, that's why I feel like their leniency said to this man. Don't do that. It makes the other guy look bad. Like, fuck off. Yeah. You know what made the other guy look bad? Throwing the pitch that he hit so far, it went through a wall. <laughs> like, that's what, what made him look bad. <laughs> but that's the whole thing, though. was like his job was to strike him out. And he yeah. did it. Because the other guy's job is to hit the ball. You can't get mad about the guy hitting the ball. That's what he's supposed to do. And can we also remember that this is the team that had the guy on it who punched Jose Bautista in the face earlier that season? Yep. Like, yeah, and th- and that they seem to forget that part. And they're just like, no, how dare you flip that bat and and spit in the face of twenty years of tradition? Yeah, it's like, well, he didn't hit you in the face with the bat, so. I think that's more than fair. And yeah. guess what? Since that time, how many fucking people have bat flipped? Oh, how many? Tons. Exactly. Because oh, now when they say they got mad about it, obviously something's changed where if other people do it, they're like, well, it's not a big deal. 
like okay, but a couple guys recently who have like some of the higher guys, right? Like the the higher end dudes. No, oh, like Mike Trout and no, not that Trout, type. not not Otani, but um, Judge Stratus, no, Giancarlo, not Stanton, the guy in the Padres, like the really good one. Uh, why am I blanking on this? I know what you mean. I just I can't think of it right now. Yeah, but I've watched him backflip and like aggressively, and I've fuck I've watched uh, Vladdy backflip. Like I've watched Vladdy Guerrero backflip. Yep. Yeah. He doesn't but, do it often, but he definitely does it. MLB got upset because in the moment it got Texas so upset, and somebody in Texas called down there, possibly a Bush, because they were deeply affiliated with the team. Yep. Somebody in Texas called down there to MLB headquarters and was like, fuck you. Like, you can't let them do this to us, those fucking Canadians. You can't let them treat us like this. We're from Texas. And MLB was like, we're on it. Yep. Very likely. Like, and that's the thing with every sport, right? Like, with the, the limited number of teams that Canada has in most sports, when Canada does well... In the, in the for some four league, yeah. Yeah, and for yeah. some reason, when Canada does well, it's it's like the worst thing that could possibly happen to American sports. Yeah. And, I, I like, I don't... I, it kind of pisses Dude. me off, like, especially when it comes to hockey, too. Fuck, does that make me mad? There was no way in hell that the Raptors were going to be allowed to repeat in 2003. Oh, no. Oh, fuck no. No way in hell. Well, I mean, look at the team the minute they won. They were dismantled before, like, the fucking, even half of them even got the rings yet. Yeah. They're like, yep, no, all right, well, get rid of these guys. <laughs> oh, one of the NFL players just got a concussion. Um, it seems to be rampant in the last couple of years. But yeah, okay. So baseball's coming up on playoffs. Like that's about to go down, which is sweet. Toronto's Start, gonna be playing, st- starting starting um, t- twins. Yeah, Toronto's gonna be playing Minnesota. Looking forward to that. Yes, um, and then obviously, if we have the NHL start of the season coming up as well, I believe uh, the kickoff for the Leafs is the eleventh. I believe. Yeah, of October, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, right now they're obviously still in preseason, but it's nice to see. Uh, especially for this game, like where they actually have the big boys in the lineup. It's nice to see Matthews, Tavares, Marner actually on the same line and actually working well. And I'm really excited to see Matthew Nyes this year uh, give it up and have a full season under his belt because I thought he was probably easily one of the best players in the playoffs for the short period of time he played. He had that great snapshot the other night yep. in the game that went in off the post that was just wow. Yep. And he's big. I like that he's big. Yes. He's big for a young kid, which is exactly kind of the stuff they need. And he wears Jordan's number, which I think actually is kind of a brilliant move. How so? So that 23 is just synonymous with winning. Like that number 23, anywhere you think of it, you think of Michael Jordan. You think of Michael Jordan, you think of championships. So wearing that number and affiliating yourself with that number, it's like a psychological thing. It's kind of fucking brilliant. It's a lot to live up to because you've got to like back it up now. But yes, like psychologically, that will fuck with somebody, even if you don't think it will. I've never actually thought about that. That's an that's actually an interesting point, and the whole mental aspect of playing sports, actually, yeah. since that's a huge part of it. Um, oh yeah, like if you could convince somebody you're going to beat them before they even get near you, fuck, that's dangerous. Yes, it is, and it's interesting that uh, we start with hockey because. Uh, 
as I've explained to you, so this was the this past weekend was the uh, first season. My son Max, who's four, uh, just started uh, his uh, hockey journey, and uh, as as a dad of someone who's you know myself only started hockey at the age of you know young thirty was it thirty five thirty four yeah um, so seeing that he's going to have an experience that I never had um, it was that it was. It was it's one of those like weird moments that I've had just being a parent where like I was obscenely proud to see him go to do that. Even though like as a four year old, he doesn't fully really get it. He's just like, Oh, you just put me in hockey, whatever. But then for me, it was like being limited, like for me having not the chance to do that when I was younger, like hopefully like, you know, even if he hates it, like it's still something he's doing that I, I get to be proud of. And, um, or hold get on, to be a part on, of anyway. On. But how long can he hate it before you're like you're gonna let him quit? <laughs> oh, that I don't know yet. I haven't okay. decided. Um, but uh, this like, is the way I look at. Don't well, force this... your children to have your dreams, Mike. <laughs> well, here's the thing: when we, when I, when he signed up for T-ball, and the first fuck, like over half of the season, Max, his very first game, he played part of the practice part, which is the first 15 minutes. And then they were going to play a game. So Max made it about 10 minutes in, and then that was the end of that day. And then every game in practice after that fact, we gained a few minutes each time. And he didn't really start to like it until like the last two games of the season where he played the whole time. He complained almost very little. And then by the end of it, when the finally like last game, he's like, oh man, I loved it. And I was like, it took the entire year. (laughs) But... It was the fact is like, even for me, it was like my first time coaching T-ball. So I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing. But the fact is there was a progression of skill, not only with him, but the other kids that I thought to myself, like, I couldn't have been that bad of a coach because they all clearly learned something, but you know, you don't really see it until like the final day. And I was like, all right, well for me, it's like that, what that was fun. That's, that's the reward at the end of it. Yeah. So for me, it's, I can't, I can't say when I'll get to Max and be like, listen, you need to love hockey because I want him to just do it for now. And I understand like because it's new to him and it's similar to the T-ball experience where I know like for the first little bit, oh, he yeah. may he not love it. He might take a season or two to, to warm up to it. But like, yeah, like you'll, you'll be able to tell if he's going to put up with more, if he's going to be like, nope, this isn't happening. Oh yeah, but again, it's just because he's a kid. Like he'll just say no, like immediately because he just doesn't want to do it right that second. Um, but we'll see. Because like I said, it was a, it was the first weekend. Uh, you know, he was one of probably two or three kids that can't like skate at all. But for him, it was just much more noticeable. Because every time I went to take a picture, I'm like, eh, oh, he's on the ground. Oh no, he's on the ground. And there was like a few times where I'm going to give it another week. But the, the one thing I'll say is with kind of this program, I did, I wasn't crazy about, um, was it seems like they were, they were spending more time evaluating kids than they were really helping any kids. Cause like I said, like Max at one point crawled all the way to the end of the ice from the opposite blue line. Like he crawled on the ice, uh, and nobody assisted him. No one. Didn't you go to check to him, see what he was doing, where he was going. Everybody was doing their own drill thing and no one even approached him to be like, hey, come back or hey, do anything. Just 
from the opposite blue line, he sk- he just crawled to the other end. And it kind of it boiled my blood a little bit because I was like, the whole idea behind this program is to get kids to learn and do things. And, you know, there he is slowly escaping the ice. But, you know, I won't get into it yet. I'll be, I won't judge too much. Like, it was just one of those things where it's kind of like, I'll let it be. And it's Maybe your it- first kid and you're only, like, well, it's not your only kid because you have your daughter too. But it's like your first kid and, you know, you're probably a little bit like on edge about it at first. Right? See, and that's why I, I opted out of volunteering. Um, Fair. I mean, there was more. And the thing is, I, I found that there's more than enough volunteers. I mean, the first day there was like 23 kids and there was like 18 volunteered coaches. So it's like they have the people. Nothing to say I, you can't coach at a later point in his. No, and, and that and that's what I agree with. But I think. <laughs> for me is I wanted to be a little more hands off on this one um, because I want Max to really learn unencumbered. And I know that if I volunteered, I'd be more focused on trying to work with him than I would be anyone else's kids. And I don't, I don't want it to be like that. I want it to be fair. Like if I'm going to teach everybody, I want everyone to teach like within the same thing. But I know right now because of the lack of skills he has, and if I can't work with him to focus on that, I just wouldn't be good at it right now. So I've opted out of it. Yeah. So I'm going to let them kind of do their thing with them. But I mean, they need to, after two days, like if they don't start actually working with him to actually do anything, I'm going to get upset. <laughs> and I thought no, that's I, fair. No, that's totally fair. Yeah. Like I, for, like I said, like I, you know, there's moments where you're like, yeah, yeah, I get it. There's lots of kids. Everyone's working. Like, and again, like you said, like you're kind of hyper-focused on your kid, but the whole thing is I also saw like two other kids that can't skate who are also, I don't want to say ignored, but I'll say more or less ignored because they're like, all right, well, we have other kids. Let's just worry about them. And it's just kind of like, eh, I get it's the opening weekend and I get that. But I was like, all right, you, unless you really start doing something, I don't see any benefit behind doing it. Um, but I could say like, again, my first experience kind of being hands off with the sport that I, that I love. And I started late on my own. Uh, it's, it's, it's a borderline a bit difficult for me to, not want it. Like I get like, you know, some parents get real fucking carried away. Oh, yeah. um, I can say like, I had enough common sense to be like, I'm just going to let it be. I'll discuss it with other people just so I, my head doesn't explode. But yeah. I just, you know, cause I, I spoke to Joel about it actually, you know, who's been on the show a number of times, his son's in hockey. And I wanted to get his experience and the kind of opinion on that where I'm like, you know, and like, am I overreacting? Cause like, they're not doing anything. And he was like, hey, you're kind of good. You may want to, you know, maybe email the coach and see what the plan is, Yeah, which is fair, which I, I, I still may do because we signed up a bit late and we didn't get like, you know, the whole email package. He sent me something like the day before being like, Oh, here you signed up late. Check this out. Yeah. But, um, but we'll see. But Professor again, it's Joel a new experience. Yeah. What's that? I said, Professor Joel strikes again. Yeah, I know. He's just, so, so much knowledge in that man's brain. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, but like, again, like, it's just one of those things where I wanted Max to, to get that experience. Like he said, he wanted to do it and we got all the, the fun equipment and stuff like that, tried it on. And then it turns out, uh, so when he played ball hockey for the half season that he did play, um, he shot right. We go to ice hockey. He shoots left. I've heard of that before. So, yeah, I didn't know that because I got him a right-hand stick. So now I just look like the idiot parent who doesn't know what hand he shoots with. And I was like, but he used right the whole fucking time for Balaki. Sure, sure, Mike, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so now I had, that night I had to go get him a left-handed stick and rewrap that. And I was like, okay, so your new stick we got, forget it. We got a new, new stick for you to try out. 
Uh, and it seemed better. So he seemed a lot more natural holding it while he was trying to stand up. And so, but uh, yeah, you, you figure it out. And uh, it was good. To, it's a good experience to have. I say like anything, like to get your kids involved in, in any sport is, is good for obviously like growing up and their knowledge of, you know, sportsmanship and skill and just exercise of any kind. And, and like I said, by the time he's going through it, like he's absolutely tired as shit. So, which is good for me, but I always hope he's going to have a nap. He never does, but, but yeah, but no, I, uh, I would say overall, it's been a, a fairly positive experience thus far, but, uh, but we'll see what happens. Like I said, it's uh, it's early in the season, you know, so Saturday, Sunday mornings, that's, that's our, that's going to be our deal is taking him to hockey. And it's unfortunate that uh, for this season, um, I didn't get to sign up myself, but uh, we're still a couple of leagues that I was looking into for, uh, for us actually, uh, yeah. two of them shut down completely. And uh, the one league that uh, we did play before, before I refused to play back into is uh, gotten much worse and somehow more expensive. So, Oh yeah, no, I'm never going back there. <laughs> no, but uh, I will, uh, I will be looking into booking more shinies. Um, so if anyone is listening that again, uh, new from our first episode, I, I'm still looking into starting uh, my own league at some point in time, but I will be starting with shinies. If you are interested please feel free to reach out uh, if you are in the local area. Cause obviously if you're listening from far, then it's probably not gonna be any good to you. But uh, uh, I, if you're interested in trying out hockey again, any skill level or even no skill level is all we're looking for. You want to try some hockey, this will be the place for you. And I'm, I'm going to try to set up something and I, I may post it up on uh, the old Instagram page, the web page, any sort of pages, but I, I will be looking into that for this season. Cause uh, I fucking love hockey. I miss hockey. I, I haven't played a full game and fuck a while. And like, you know, for yeah, my, no you know, sanity and so, exercise, I, I need it back. So um, who's your predictions for this year on the NHL? See, here's the thing. When you're just looking at equi- like acquisition wise, unfortunately, because the, the season really hasn't started yet. Like even for the fact is there's preseason right right now. We're not going to get too complicated with it. Who comes out of the East? Who comes out of the West right now? Pick. (sighs) Uh, Well, it won't be Boston. I don't, I don't think it's going to do well this year. Um, Tampa Bay just lost Vasilevsky for almost half the season. Apparently is, I thought they were saying it's longer. Eight weeks. For some reason, I read they thought it was going to be longer. No, they actually don't think he's going to be gone eight weeks. They think with him and the way he heals usually and the work he puts in, he might be back sooner. Fuck. Yeah. But you know what? Like, it's still at least a month and a half of no Vasilevsky and no real, like, the the Vikings, the the Lightning Lightning don't really have a strong backup. You know what I mean? Like, that's true. They were talking about who their backup was. I'd never heard of the guy, but um, like, it wasn't like they were like, yeah, he's some kind of blue chip prospect that they've been grooming. It was just like, nah, it's some guy that this is how we're able to, you know, our goalie's such a stud. He just plays all the games and we don't need to put anybody else in. And Mm -hmm. so we don't need to pay them any money. And that's how we pay for all these other guys. (laughs) Yes. Um, I, I want to be, I'm always going to be, you know, somewhat biased towards Toronto. I really, I just want them to do well. 
I just, uh, I'm just constantly just disappointed (laughs) by them that uh, I don't know that I can go with them. I think Pittsburgh looks good this year. I actually think they're going to do way better than they did last year by leaps and bounds. Um, I think Columbus will come together a bit this year. I think they got young talent there. And I think, you know, Johnny Goudreau has been there. This will be like his second or third season. Um, Babcock's already been fired. So they'll get a new coach, which I'm going to be honest with you. I think is a good idea. I just don't think my Babcock should be a coach. Um, But yeah, he just needs to leave that be now. (laughs) Yeah. Just, yeah. Go write a book or something like it's fine. Do a reality show about your family. Um, (laughs) But yeah, like I, they're going to be a strong contender at some point in the near future, if not already. Ottawa is a dark horse. Um, they did a nice there. job of really rebuilding themselves yep. to be a contender because I think they have all, mo- well, if not most of the parts there to be a contender. I just think they're at that point where Edmonton was, where they're like they're they're on the cusp of putting it together, but they're just not quite there. Okay, that gives me my next question. Do you think Edmonton's going to put it together? (laughs) I think they don't have a fucking choice. But I think that if you thought McDavid was mad before about not going further, I think he's going to be him and Drysdale are going to be men possessed this year to go further than what they did. I just think, I still think the biggest hole for them is goaltending and the fact that when they brought over Campbell, Campbell turned out to be nothing like he was in Toronto. He he was he other than like one or two games. Oh he mentally like his fell game apart. just went to shit. He mentally fell apart. Yeah. He I, I just don't think he ever recovered from being traded that he just fucking fell apart. But if I wonder get... I wonder if he could come back this way and get it back. Like it's I wonder entirely... if it's something psychologically with him now based around Toronto. Where it's it's like, possible. I mean, if Toronto... I'm in Toronto, I'm a beast. If I'm anywhere else, I'm Jack Campbell, the guy that they said didn't know, you know, like what the where what was going on. But the, the whole thing is, is Toronto market destroys players. It really does. It just the the media here is just will make you a god or will make you a fucking leper. Yeah, like, but Campbell was a god. And that's the thing. Like, he, he was doing well enough to be that guy. Like, he came in yeah, with... Yeah, he got engaged while he was here. He had his puppy. He yeah, and then... He loved them. And I think the whole thing was, like, yeah, the team loves me. They love me. And they'll they'll pay for me. And then the second they didn't, it was like, why did they abandon me? And I think that completely fucked him. If that's how he looked at it, he doesn't have a hope in going forward anyways because... The like he had to look at that as he knew what they could afford. Like it was no secret the Leafs had zero cap space, zero. Yes, and you came in at five million. Well, you know you're out. Like there's a hundred percent you're out. Yeah, two point five million would have been maybe a conversation. And like I'm sure the Leafs would have taken a bridge deal to get him for another year. I I I kind of feel like they should have. Give me two million dollars or whatever I was making, three million dollars. Give me one more year of what I was making. And I'll, um, and then like, and I'll, we'll, we'll get farther in the playoffs and that will help my draft stock. If you don't want to resign me, 
and I'll get to stay with these guys and it'll help you. Yeah. But he wanted the long term, and I get it. Like he's he's planning a family. I think. Like you know, yeah, I, and that's the thing. I, I he wanted to stay here long term. He wasn't going to be like I'm just a, you know, no, flash dude, in the pan. And... Long term, he didn't. Yeah, if he wanted to stay here long term, he would have had to take less money. Yeah, he wanted but, uh, long term. Don't oh, yeah. fool yourself. He oh no, I to go wherever the money was that would set him up for life, and I don't blame him because now he's set up for life. He's got twenty five million dollars. Plus whatever he made while he was in Toronto, so and plus whatever his endorsements are. Um, I just yeah, wonder, they may they may have dwindled from last season. <laughs> I just wonder if Edmonton would send him back this way and keep some of the money, and Toronto gets Campbell back on the cheap, and we can put him in as the backup to Samsonov, and see if he can get his mojo back. I don't know. I don't think they'll do that. I think uh, they were like, okay, well he left here. He's a bust. Let's just leave him be. Because it'd be hard for him unless he like comes literally begging to come back, and the, the only way they would take him back would be like, again, it'd be significant lower money uh, on their end. But that's uh, the I, thing; I, they don't need to. As long as Edmonton wants him off the roster bad enough, then he's like they'll they'll pay they can pay for some of his salary. That's what we've been doing with Phil Kessel for the last like nine years. Yeah, he's paid up now, isn't he? He is, yeah. but like. We and he's won three cups since he left. Yeah, I don't even want to talk with about two it. different teams. <laughs> yeah, um, but we we could take him for like less money. We could take him for like a million dollars a year, and then Edmonton's like, okay, we'll pay the other four, and you like take him away. I mean, it's it's always possible. I mean, you know, it's it's hard to say from our end because you know we're not GMs by any means, or shape or form. No, uh, I plus think there's no way any GM would pay four million dollars a year for nothing. But now, especially yeah. for a guy that came in and completely broken, I don't think they'll want to pay him anymore. No. So, but I mean, it you know it would be nice wishful thinking, but uh, but no, I just I don't uh, I unless they Skinner has a really good comeback year like he's he was solid at points for Edmonton I I just don't think he's still that top goaltender that they need no I I, I really want them to do well because again like like, of all the Canadian teams like I think they're stacked the most given like McDavid and Drysaddle just those guys are just walking points like yeah, but they're only points. Like there's, That's there's a problem. only two of them. So between the two of them, if they both have the same year, which McDavid's year last year was 150 points. So if let's say Drysaddle matches him because he's capable of that, then okay. So between the two of them, they have 300 points. So that means that the two of them are equal to Matthews, Marner, and Nylander. Yes. Great. So. We're taking up more ice with those guys, but those are more talented guys working together to get those points. Yeah. So they're also going to get points now to Riley and um, watching who's it's the other side, whoever it is right now, Jake McCabe, whoever we've got on the other side. Um, I think uh, I think he's Riley's with Brody right now, I believe. Okay, so Riley and Brody, then they start getting points because the thing with with McDavid and Drysaddle is that they get most of the points. You know what I mean? Like the other guys don't chip as much. Well, so the other thing I'll say to them though, is when they put in the addition for Zach Hyman, I think Hyman really helped them out though. 
Yeah. Like he, oh, yeah. he was the setup guy for Matthews and Marner 90% of the time. And he did exactly the same thing there. And I think him leaving Toronto, I still think was one of the bigger mistakes they made, but it was the same reasoning that couldn't keep Campbell. They couldn't afford him. Yeah. They but couldn't afford him. They I still think, I think he's still, I, I think he's an impact player. I think he was the better version of what they wanted Bunting to be. Um, but Bunting's gone now too, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but like even a Vander Kane, when when the Oilers took a chance on him, he came out and he succeeded with that team as well. Like in the playoffs, he but he was Edmonton a monster. Had money to sign Vander Kane after that, and yeah, the issue with Vander Kane wasn't his ability. No, no, it's what he brought to the table media-wise. It's No, it's not even what he brought to the table media-wise. It's his off-field decisions. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, the the media attention because of what he was doing. No, but it's more what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like, fuck the media. Because you can always be like, you know what? If if Evander kept skipping practice to give toys to children, then you could say, like, fuck you, media. Like, it's got nothing to do with it. Evander's doing this or that because he's getting in trouble doing shit. So there was an issue for the locker room, but like I mean, I he played his ass off, and then they asked. They probably went to McDavid and Drysaddle, and maybe I don't know what other leaders are on that team at this point, but and said, "What do you think of this guy? Do you think you can use him? Because mm-hmm. I think we can get him for less than what he's worth on the field. You know what I mean? Like on the ice. Yep. And so yeah, you get him for. I think they paid him, but I don't think they paid him what he would have got if he wasn't a pain in the ass. Oh no, I I think he uh, he I think he had to take a cut, I and mean, he knew he did. Yeah, because oh, yeah. like he he was fucked. But uh, again, uh, like he came back and he just at least did exactly what he was supposed to do. Came back, laid low, and just played well. And that's exactly what they needed him to do. Well, and he's got three small kids now, so I think that was the thing that seems to have knocked him into like, oh shit, this is my job. Yeah. But we'll see. Like I said, is I, uh, I mean, we always, I think, secretly, everybody here pulls for the Canadian teams. Well, in Canada, anyway. Except the Habs. Oh. Well, yeah, I said Canadian teams. I don't count them. I don't care if their name is Canadian at the end of it. It's they're not Canadian. Um, I, uh, I, I mean, Vancouver. I don't think is is going to do much. I just for some reason, I just don't think they can get their shit together. Uh, I always feel bad for Calgary because they're always that on the cusp team of being good, and then they shoot themselves in the face. Well, there's this kid. Um, so remember the guy they got from Florida for? Uh, yeah, not uh, not Barkov, um, Huberto. Yeah, Wait, Huberto. was it Huberto? Huberto? Yeah, Huberto. That's what I'm picking up. So Calgary got Huberto. Huberto underperformed last year, and Calgary was really pissed at him. But they, he took the rookie in, I guess, that they got. Yeah. And that kid was like living with him for a while. If he's, he might still be, but I don't think he is now. Um, but yeah. So they've been working together a lot and they're hoping that that's going to like show up on the ice, like the chemistry they've developed and hopefully spark Huberto again. Cause his big thing was assists, right? So like, yep. If he can set this kid up to score, like get Jonathan Huberto, uh, Trevor Zegers. Well, I mean, the Ducks are constantly failing, so I feel like they're going to have to do something with him sooner or later. Well, they just they just resigned him. Well, of course they did because he's the only talented guy on the team. Yeah, they didn't even pay him that much, to be honest with you. I think he only got five million. Well, I mean, 
Dude, still that five guy mi- is still, like, still five million more than I'm getting. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But like that guy is like a wizard. He's he's ridiculous the puck. But I mean, yeah. you can resign him. But I mean, if you got no one else to play with the kid, it's not really going to matter. Like, I think that's most of the team's problems right now is they want to keep the star, but then they need to figure out what's going to fit with them, like and what they can do with it because everybody's losing players that you know to either you know ridiculous trades or retirements or just anything at all. Like even uh, Brendan Sutter just announced his retirement too. So there's, there's another like great guy that's now off the ice. I mean, between that and, you know, half of Boston retiring. I can't believe he's still playing that guy. Sutter. I I didn't he's still playing. Yeah. He's, you know, still like, you know, he's one of those guys I think was more leadership based. He wasn't really, you know, his, what he brought to the table points wise, but it was definitely more what he brought, you know, the, the, Oh, what the fuck's the word I'm looking for? The, uh, like that untouchable quality, I guess. But I guess he's like, yeah, fuck it. My back hurts. I'm done. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Yes. Well, I mean, you know, getting old, that'll happen. But, uh, but yeah, but that's, uh, any challenge that's here. I don't think I ever actually answered the question for, uh, who I think is going to take it this year because well, we yeah, never really know. Until... Tangent. <laughs> well, I mean, it's again. I think it's difficult to say because we haven't seen anyone do anything as of yet, really, uh, other than like the, you know, pre, you know, pre, like you know, seeing anything happen. Like it's hard to say who's gonna do well. It's like saying like, oh, maybe the Kraken will take it this year. I don't know, but uh, if that's your choice, that's fine. I'm I mean, just, I just want. I'm asking a real simple question. Oh, Who here we go. <laughs> who's coming out of the West? That's it. I, I don't. I just. You know what? I'll just. I'm going to pick Toronto for the sake of picking Toronto. And I want to say Edmonton. Oh, I'd man. like to see, I want to see an all Canadian final. Like Great. that's the dream. Gary Bettman's <laughs> going to get us canceled now. Well, I mean, probably, but, uh, you'll never that's see what an all Canadian final. They no, I know, it. but I just, that's what I want. That's you asked me what my, my answer. That's my answer. That's what I want. Whether it's right or wrong. Don't care. That's what I want. Fair enough. You? What's yours? Uh, out of the West? Uh, shit, it's kind of hard without looking at the teams. Um, I can tell you, it won't be San Jose. No. 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 Um, out of the East? You know what my dark horse is out of the East? New Jersey. What? You know what? After last year where they really started to put it together... Yeah. Uh, that's, that's pretty decent. I, uh, I'm not angry about that. I and think I that's, think that's probably a, a good pick. pick this year as well. Yeah. I mean, between like, which, which Hughes do they have? They have Jack Hughes, right? Yeah. Quinn's on Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he was apparently unreal. And actually they have Jack and, uh, the younger brothers on there too. Maybe that's or the, the, the youngest one. There's Jack Quinn's Quinn. the oldest. And then, uh, what's the other kid's name? Uh, Gordon, Trevor, Trevor, maybe. I don't know, but anyway, I think New Jersey has two of the three Hugheses now. Anyway, sweet, and so, I think they've got a goalie, and I think they've got Black, yeah, Blackwood, or Blackwell, yeah, and I think they've got a decent defensive core. Um, yeah, I'm like I, I think Jersey's a dark horse. I think there's a real chance they could like fuck some shit up. Yep, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I agree with that. Out of the West, I kind of like LA. I don't know why. I just have this feeling about LA. It's uh, it's almost like they're due. 
<laughs> well, I mean, they've also, you know, in, in more recent years, they've won the cup two, twice in a row. So I don't, I don't know if they're due over anyone else. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like they feel like they're due, like, cause they've won it already so many times. It's like, yeah, these guys, they, they just win it every once in a while. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I think the other thing is too, though. You know what? I take that back. And there's no way they're actually going to come out of the West, but Chicago. I see. Here's the thing. My, my in-laws, like my father-in-law and brother-in-law, they're all like Chicago Blackhawk fans. And they, at any moment in time, they just constantly rub in how many more cups they've had in recent years over Toronto. Um, how the, but at the how same time, it's like one of the greatest draft picks. I, yes, that's the thing with Connor Bedard and like watching this kid even preseason. You're like, this kid is just disgusting. Oh, he like, danced that defender, and like if it wasn't for the fact that Reimer had great position on him, he would have scored right there. Yep. How often do you get to say Reimer was in a great position anymore? <laughs> I fuck. How often did you get to say it when he was here? Well, more often than when he was here and years ago, as opposed to recent years when they were like, oh, Reimer's in. Yeah, well, someone's in it at least. Michael Jordan just walks by and goes, ha, 50. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Did you ever hear that story? No, I mean, actually, I heard parts of it, but Jordan's not the full story. Into, this isn't about, Rudy, this isn't about um, James Reimer. Um, Michael Jordan's walking into the dressing room visiting, like he's on the visiting team, the Bulls are visiting. Yeah. And, uh, whoever's on the other team, I think it was LA, uh, like the Lakers. And he's like, he said to the one guy, he's like, Hey, you know, are you guard? No, no, it was Boston. I think. And he's like, who's guarding me tonight? Cause he's like, I heard you're out. And he's like, yeah, it's going to be this guy. And Jordan just goes, huh, 50. And then he like walks into the dressing room. And so he goes up to that guy and he's like, Hey man, like, I don't want to alarm you, but Mike said, he's going to drop 50 on you tonight. So like, you know, <laughs> And then Mike went out and dropped fifty four on him. <laughs> well, I mean, so you can you can call Jordan a liar then, because I'm like, you said fifty, so yeah. really, it's a win for me. Yeah. I mean, sure, I didn't stop at, like at any point in time of you scoring all those, but it wasn't fifty, so yeah. eat it. <laughs> but it must be nice to be that much of an athlete to go in and literally bash someone to say you're going to do that. Whereas any game that we've played, hockey game, when somebody walks by. If I were to be like, you know, assist, just one, <laughs> I think even then I may have been reaching. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, I get it. It's fine. It'd be nice to be on some type of level like that. But one day, maybe, if I continue playing. And Max doesn't surpass me in skill level just by the end of this year. <laughs> but That's we'll see. Spirit. Well, I mean, I kind of hope for that. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't want a four-year-old to be better than me. No. No. Oh, uh, important sports news, actually. Um, Shorzy's back. Yes. Yes, it is. Again, fall season. Everything falls into place. Yeah. Hockey, Shorzy. Yeah. Greatest thing ever. I think they've only released... Have they released the whole season or just the first two? Just the first two. That's what I thought. Another one this week at some point. Um, Yeah. I think Thursday. But the first two are excellent. Um, the team's biggest problem right now is that the boys are crushing too much ass. <laughs> and so they try to get them to slow down and then they can't decide who's the ugliest one. So they keep like going back and forth on that. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a hard life. <laughs> it's excellent. It's truly excellent. The I have to get... goes back in it. Who's the blonde who comes out of Frankie's room at the end of the last season. 
Awesome. I yeah. haven't uh, I haven't kicked off this season yet uh, because I like to you know spend time to do that. Uh, yeah. But I but I look forward to it. I was happy to see it's back and right in time for literally everything else. And oh, turns out Seattle just scored. Now it's six nothing. So it was six nothing before, but it got called back. The yeah. guy got taken down, but he didn't touch the ground. He rolled the tackle rolled like under him. Yeah, so he just got up and kind of like ran into the end zone, and they were like, "Yeah, that's that's good," but it got called back. Uh, well, it's unfortunate. Although this also goes to our previous episode with regards to sports betting, uh, I believe I picked the Giants for tonight. So, and just to give you an update on the season's going so far, I'm losing in every one of my pools. So, just another year of football and betting. So, if Mike picked the Giants tonight. <laughs> What you should find out is what Mike's going to pick next week and then pick whatever the opposite of that is. <laughs> Pretty much. It's, uh, it's actually, I should wait to do that when, uh, when my stepdaughter, when Maisie does her picks, because she's literally at the bottom. So I actually should let her pick and then pick the opposite of everything she picks. And honest to God, I actually may try that. Watch what's going to happen. Maisie's going to get all the right answers this week. Yeah, I know. And that's why I just, I and can't. you're just going to get crushed. <laughs> yeah. Because I will second guess and be like, no, this can't be right. And then it won't be. And then I'll just lose again. And I'll just be angry for another week. But I still play nonetheless because I enjoy it. Again, trying something, sucking at it. But ultimately, I own the fact I suck at it. But I do enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like losing money. (laughs) I don't love it. I've just accepted it. (laughs) I think it's the difference. Fair. Fair. Um, So... In the future, because I think we're running out of sports here, and there's sports on the TV, and there's sports, sports, sports. Um, so, are you down with doing a villains? Yes. So, um, as Chase uh, pointed out earlier, so what we'd like to do, uh, because well, it's I mean, it's, it's our fucking podcast, so we're gonna do what we want. Um, yeah, we had a lot of positive feedback about our one-off episode with regards to the uh, action hero uh, round, round table discussion uh, that we will be doing one for villains. Although, did we specify, are we doing movie? Well, no, we're going to have to, like, off air, we're going to have to knock out some details, like super or movie or, like, is it just like the kind we did last time with the heroes, except now it's villains, or are we going, like, in a different direction with it? Because if I kind of want to keep him human, yes. So uh, yeah, like I because I got some interesting ones. Like the thing with villains, heroes—they've always kind of got to be the same thing. Villains, because they're like evil, get all this leeway and shit. I think we can have some fun with this. Yes, we could. Yes, we mm-hmm. could. But like you said, we'll figure it out. But uh, yes, we will. Uh, we're going to be looking into uh, some more one-off uh, episodes because they're fun and just kind of. Changes things up, makes it uh, makes it more interesting. But obviously, we'll always come back to uh, our homeland of you know always getting people to try out new things and discussing new things. So we'll be uh, having some more guests again, uh, maybe bringing one or two more people to uh, discuss some things. But uh, but yeah, oh, we'll we'll let you know. We'll do a stand up one. This will be all you because I'm actually I have not seen you do any, and I'd be very curious because I mean you've been. Obviously, clearly doing some practicing with this. So it could uh, be would... me and Maddie because he's seen me both times and he's like very much into the genre as well. Yeah, 
I, I'm happy to do it. But uh, like I said, I mean, if other people have ideas, again, we've always opened it up to any comments, concerns, ideas, email us, nopropodcast.ca uh, and go on there. We can submit a form. Uh, again, Instagram, Facebook groups, just look up nopropodcast and uh, we'd be happy to take your ideas. And if you have any comments about the show, we would love to bring back our comments section because we've only done it once because you can start by once. letting us you can start by letting us know whether you're excited for the seventh season of rick and morty because it's coming back and i've heard the voice and it sounds legit listen again fall is the best fucking time of year because this is when all the shit comes yeah it is the fucking best yep so i can't end on a better note than that so pumpkin spice lattes for fucking everybody <laughs> no i disagree with that <laughs> Anyway, bye-bye. Bye. Special thank you to the super talented Jordan Washburn for providing all the theme music here for the No Pro Podcast.